Microsoft will kill off NTLM. A Chinese APT group is behind recent Confluence zero-day attacks. 35 vulnerabilities remain unpatched in Squid and the SEC launches an investigation into Progress Software. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catalan Campanu and read by me, Caitlin Sorry. Today is October 13th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by Netrix, a software company that can help you strengthen your security and compliance posture across data, identity, and infrastructure. Microsoft will disable support for the NTLM authentication protocol in a future version of Windows 11. The company says it's working on new features that will improve the Kerberos authentication protocol and make it possible to wind down the use of NTLM where it's currently required. Microsoft will monitor NTLM usage, and once usage drops, the company says it will disable the protocol. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has launched a formal investigation into Progress Software, the company behind the MoveIt file-sharing server. The SEC has kicked off a fact-finding investigation and is seeking documents from the company related to how the company handled the MoveIt hacks early this year. Progress says the attacks have cost it $2.9 million so far, with $1.9 million of that already covered by its insurance. The company expects to face additional losses and is facing 58 class action lawsuits. 23 customers have also announced their intention to seek compensation from Progress. A suspected Chinese cyber espionage group is behind recent attacks that exploited a zero-day vulnerability in Atlassian Confluence servers. The vulnerability was patched last week, but Microsoft says the group has been exploiting it since mid-September. Microsoft linked the attacks to a group the company tracks as Storm0062. While the company didn't formally link the attacks to China, it says the same group is also known as Dark Shadow and Auraloxy. Security researcher Joshua Rogers has discovered 55 vulnerabilities in the popular Squid caching proxy. The vulnerabilities were found during a security audit that began in February 2021. Of the 55 vulnerabilities, Rogers says the Squid team has only managed to patch 20 of them so far. The researchers blamed the lack of patches on the Squid team being understaffed. The Squid proxy is one of today's most ubiquitous apps with more than 2.5 million instances of it reachable online. A Splunk survey of 350 CISOs found that 96% of them worked for companies that got hit by ransomware over the past year, and 83% of them ended up paying the attackers. The survey found the vast majority paid the attackers through an intermediary, such as a negotiator or their cyber insurance provider. A quarter of all paid ransoms were above $250,000. California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill into law that allows Californians to request that their personal data be deleted from the servers of online companies. Named the Delete Act, the law is modelled after the EU's GDPR regulation. The law also tasks the California Privacy Protection Agency with creating a single portal where individuals could order data brokers registered in the state to delete their personal data. The agency must launch the portal by January 1, 2026. Valve is requiring that all developers add a phone number to their account before they can publish new game updates on the Steam platform. The company made the decision after several developers had their accounts compromised and hackers pushed malware-laced game updates out to users. The phone number will be used for two-factor authentication. Developers will have to add a phone number by October 24 or they'll be unable to update any of their games. 
DevSecOps companies Checkmarks and Phylum have discovered a series of malicious libraries on the PyPI portal that are posing as cloud service provider SDKs. The packages contain working code but also include a hidden mechanism that steals authentication tokens and credentials from developers. So far, researchers have identified five of the malicious SDKs. They targeted AWS, Alibaba Cloud, Tencent and Telegram services. Threat actors have compromised the servers of OneInStack, a one-click Linux server deployment utility. Attackers modified the OneInStack binaries and added backdoor code in two separate incidents in April and October this year. Chinese security firm Qian Xin says an analysis of the code used in the two incidents indicates the same threat actor was behind both attacks. The OneInStack tool is very popular in China where it's used by developers to deploy Linux servers on cloud infrastructure in production-ready configurations. Cloud PC gaming service Shadow has disclosed a security breach after some of the company's customer data was put up for sale on an underground hacking forum. The incident took place in September after one of its employees was socially engineered in a Discord chat. The attacker compromised the employee's computer with malware, stole access cookies from the employee's browser, and then accessed the Shadow backend to steal customer data. The company says no passwords or financial data was stolen, but the attacker made off with user data like names, emails, billing addresses and dates of birth. Cryptocurrency trading platform 3Commerce has confirmed a security breach after hackers gained access to customer accounts and made unauthorized transactions. The company didn't reveal how much crypto was stolen, but this is the company's second breach in the past year. It was also hacked in October of last year when someone gained access to its infrastructure and stole its customers' API keys. DeFi trading service Platypus has lost more than $2 million worth of crypto assets after an attacker gained access to its systems. The incident marks the third time the platform was hacked this year after also suffering breaches in January and July. It lost $8.5 million in the first hack and just $50,000 in the second. Cisco Talos researchers have discovered 10 vulnerabilities in Yifan YF325, a cellular router used in industrial networks to connect industrial control equipment to the internet. All 10 vulnerabilities are rated critical and have a severity score of 9.8 out of 10. The vendor failed to respond to Cisco's disclosure attempt, so all the bugs are currently unpatched. A survey of 1,000 IT professionals found that vulnerability scanning and management tools often produce conflicting results that confuse DevOps teams. Nearly three-quarters of respondents say their organizations can take anywhere from two weeks to a month to patch known critical vulnerabilities. Respondents say they spend too much time determining what needs to be fixed first, which has impacted their delivery schedules throughout the past year and even their company's bottom lines. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Netrix. Find them at netrix.com. <laughs>